The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should never be used as a substitute for mental care, medical care, prevention, diagnosis, counseling, treatment, or other services. Always consult a mental health professional before engaging in any activities discussed in this podcast. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wished for magical powers? Do you still await your Hogwarts acceptance letter? Well, welcome to Hogwarts. You are magical. And this is your invitation to join us in exploring the psychology behind the most magical series, Harry Potter. Welcome to Harry Potter Therapy. Hello, all you magical people out there, and thank you for tuning in to Harry Potter Therapy. I am your host, Dustin McGinnis. I am a musician, filmmaker, and all-around fanboy. And I am Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm a clinical psychologist, author, and a full-time witch. Today, we are going to talk about Chapter 11, Quidditch. Quidditch. You Quidditch. This chapter begins with the coming of winter, and it could be foreshadowing, or it could just be establishing the setting. But dark things are on the horizon. Hello, welcome to Hogwarts' first Quidditch game of the season. Today's game: Slytherin versus Gryffindor. So Oliver Wood wanted to keep Harry Potter's participation on the Gryffindor Quidditch team hidden because Harry was their secret weapon. It was very interesting for me to read that. Harry is the ultimate secret weapon in the whole series. Do you have any thoughts about this? I think it's an interesting topic in sports psychology to have that element of a surprise. I think that's why there are certain codes that athletes learn to kind of throw off other athletes. And it seems like when another team might be surprised, their play might be affected. And as a result, they might maybe make mistakes and lose some points. Yeah, to have any kind of distraction always is beneficial. Also in this chapter, we see that Snape is still punishing Harry and mistreating him. He even took his copy of Quidditch through the ages from him unnecessarily. How does this type of mistreatment affect children? I mean, once again, we talked about it in a previous chapter. It seems that Snape is continuously picking on Harry. He even made up this rule that a library book is not supposed to be taken outside, but that rule doesn't seem to be an actual rule that exists. I think that for a lot of children, being picked on in this way creates a lot of distrust toward authority and toward adults, toward teachers. And it could be because of Snape's treatment of Harry that Harry is reluctant to go to teachers for support over the series as different kind of events start to arise. As Harry sets out to find Snape to try to get the book back, when he finds him, he sees him with Filch and he's getting his wounded leg bandaged. When he tells Ron and Hermione, they immediately suspect that Snape is after whatever Fluffy is hiding down beneath the trap door. What is the nature of suspicion and how can assumptions lead to trouble? 
Our mind is very good at filling in the blanks. So when there's a particular message that we receive, if one word is, let's say, blacked out in that message or bleeped out, for example, we're likely to still fill in the blank using the context that we are familiar with. And so because Ron, Harry, and Hermione automatically put Snape into he is a bad guy kind of category and his actions are kind of responsible for them perceiving him that way, they automatically assume that him having his leg injured means that he's up to no good and they automatically assume that it means that he is trying to get past Fluffy to steal the Philosopher's Stone. I think that because of their previous experiences with Snape and because of the missing pieces that they currently have, they are quick to make this assumption as a lot of people would when they don't have all the information. There's so many things leading towards it anyway. I would probably assume the same thing if I was in his position. During the Quidditch match, someone is jinxing Harry's broom and he almost gets shaken off. Hermione jumps into action to save her friend here. Come on, Hermione! She's definitely very protective over Harry. So protective that she casts a spell, lighting Snape's cloak on fire, hurting a teacher. She is a Gryffindor after all. (laughs) What does this development suggest about her character? I think that we are definitely starting to see her Gryffindor colors, right? In the beginning, she really carried herself more like a Ravenclaw, where she really valued her academics, and and she still does throughout the series. But we see that when push comes to shove, she cares about protecting her friends above all else, showing that very stereotypical Gryffindor courage and standing up for the people that she loves, the people that she wants to protect. In this case, it even means breaking school rules and attacking a teacher. Yes, it was definitely hilarious and probably would not be a good idea to do in real life, attacking a teacher. But I think that we're really seeing how protective and how passionate she is about taking care of her friends. Speaking of friends, I also love that during this scene, Neville is seen as this sensitive little soul that he is. After watching Harry fight to stay on the broom, Neville is like crying in Hagrid's jacket. Such a beautiful heart, don't you think? Absolutely. And once again, a great representation of a male character who is very sensitive and compassionate. I love that in the series, there are multiple characters of all genders who are displaying compassion and care for one another. As all these suspicions add up, the kids bring them to Hagrid. Hagrid passionately sticks up for Snape and comes to his defense and says they are wrong. They are absolutely wrong. Nonsense! Why would Snape put a curse on Harry's brood? Who knows? Wives is trying to get past that three-headed dog on Halloween. Who told you about Fluffy? Fluffy? That thing has a name? 
Well, of course he's got a name. He's mine. I bought him off an Irish feller I met down the pub last year. Then I lent him to Dumbledore to guard the... Yes? Shouldn't have said that. No more questions. Don't ask any more questions. That's top secret, that is. But, Hagrid, whatever Fluffy's guarding, Snape's trying to steal it. Cards wallop. Professor Snape is a Hogwarts teacher. Hogwarts teacher or not, I know a spell when I see one. I've read all about them. You've got to keep eye contact, and Snape wasn't blinking. Exactly. What do you think the function of support is in this instance, and why is Hagrid so sure, even though the gang is bringing up some very valid points? I think Hagrid trusts Dumbledore above all else, and Dumbledore told him that Snape is someone that you can trust. And Hagrid, because of his history with Dumbledore, has learned to trust Dumbledore 100%. I imagine that Dumbledore might also be aware of Snape's history and as a result might be likely to trust him understanding what Snape went through, understanding which side Snape had been on and which side he's on now and so understanding all the precautions that are being taken now to guard the Philosopher's Stone, I imagine Hagrid has a better picture than the kids do about Snape's role in all of this. And I think that he has really good reasons to trust Snape. Well, we can all agree that Snape is a very mysterious person and he has a lot up his sleeve. This chapter ends with the mention of another mysterious wizard, Nicholas Flamel. Now you listen to me, all three of you. You're meddling in things that ought not to be meddled in. It's dangerous. What that dog is guarding is strictly between Professor Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel? I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel, whom we will undoubtedly find out more about later in the book, probably in a couple chapters. I'm going to go ahead and end this episode of Harry Potter Therapy. Again, my name is Dustin. You can find me on Twitter at The Valiant Geek. And I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. You can find me on Twitter at Shadow Quill or on Instagram, Dr. Janina Scarlett Official. If you'd like to find out more about Harry Potter Therapy, you can check out Dr. Janina Scarlett's book, Harry Potter Therapy, an unauthorized self-help book from the restricted section. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a magical day. Ribbon!